The Soda Pod is proudly presented by 7th Avenue Pizza. 7th Ave Pizza produces the highest quality, best tasting frozen pizza available in the market today. If delicious toppings are what you crave, look no further. Try the meat sauce pizza today because it wails, folks. Follow them at 7th Avenue Pizza to stay current on where you can grab yours today. Get you some 7th Avenue Pizza today. Now let's get right to the show. From the Wildwoods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. You should join me here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. I see my notes here. Uh it's asking what are we drinking? We're still we're still living the sober life for a bit. We're still uh, not drinking anything coming off uh <laughs> my crazy Minnesota wild trip and brew tour. But uh how are you this evening? Having a scotch and water. Hold the scotch. <laughs> um, I am looking up at a four eleven minutes left in the third period. Vegas versus Dallas, two to two right now. So I might have slightly divided attention, but man, uh, controversial take maybe. But win for the Wild tonight. Win for the Wild against Arizona because no one fucking got hurt. <laughs> that's all I cared about in this game and that our sweet Prince Phil Kessel got a goal, which he did fucking sniped it. That was a rocket. Well, I mean, that's one positive way to look in, to look <laughs> at this game, I guess, given that, you know, after the final buzzer there, there was, you know, the, the wilder and aggressive team. There was a the little brouhaha after the ice it was funny. Uh, Lapanta and Carter there on the broadcast were like, no, no, no. Like you came out of this unscathed. Stop, stop. Like, um, but do yeah. you remember what happened to Troy Terry? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but what a game it was. And uh, let, let's get right into it on this uh, Wednesday post game show here on the soda pod. First of all, uh, you know, we're recording this right after the game, so a big happy birthday to Kirill Kaprizov. Happy, not, happy birthday. Not a happy evening, I'm sure, when you blow it against the Arizona Coyotes, when you pretty much dominate them the first two periods. Like, I mean... You think he cares? He's he's already forgotten all about that. He's three he's sheets to the wind right now. Gassed up, ready to go. Question is, oh. since we can't sell Russian vodka anymore, like, does he hammer, like, American stuff, or does he go oh, a different North route? Man. Northland only. Uh, not Kaprizov. Uh, I don't, everyone, everyone but Kaprizov. Everyone stop. Stop right now. Kaprizov drinks Northland just like us here on the Soda Pod. But anyways, we love you, Mark. Um, everyone, well, not everyone, but most of the his teammates there. It was funny. The Wild did a little promo video. And, uh, and I'm sure Russo had a chuckle of this as well. Said that what they would give him for his birthday, what he needs... Or English lessons. Still, a whole, uh, a whole, a whole. Some said English season. dictionary. Okay, I'm just gonna throw that in the same column. <laughs> I, I, I appreciated that some went the route of. Well, some of them seemed like they were complimentary, and some of them seemed like they were ripping them a little bit. But uh, hair related, hair related. Comb, yeah, comb or haircut. So, like you yeah. said, comb probably a compliment. Like, no, you got nice hair. Just like you know, fix her up a bit. And the others were like, no, get rid of that salad. And then the correct answer ends up being. I'll defer to Zuccarello's September 1st birthday. Yes. <laughs> what a beauty. Um, okay, though. 
enough chit chat on that. Enough, enough. Well, fun no, no, hey, hang on, no, we we got, we got to banter on that for a second. Oh shit, there was a save. I saw people going nuts. <laughs> I thought it was a goal. Um, train of thought. Oh yes. Uh, do you think like Zuccarello and Caprizov? So you, when you were here, Isha, we were listening to. Uh, pardon my take. I was getting you kind of your first indoctrination into it, and we. Maybe it was the one after I listened to it with you. So if so, then I guess disregard. But uh, there was one that I listened to where they're interviewing a guy and he's talking about gay presence. Oh, and we want we listened to this one. Okay, we did. Good. Um, ultimately, the idea that him and his buddy, um, you know, do gay presence with each other because like gay presence, it's literally just two dudes that are trying to one up each other every year. And it's the coolest thing ever. And how like they're gonna go until they hit like a million bucks because these are big shooters, so not a big deal. But do you think that like Zuccarello and Kaprizov get each other like super elaborate gifts? Oh, I mean, I think a hundred percent. I think birthday is like just like extra special. They probably give each other like elaborate gifts when they're hitting each other's point milestones this year, or just little things like that. So a hundred percent, and it's gonna be crazy to. Th- it's gonna be crazy to see, or even if we hear about it. Uh, yeah, we no, imagine. we're gonna hear about it for sure. Cause okay, Prizov's either gonna drive up in it or show up wearing it, whatever it is that he gets. <laughs> oh yeah, and then like Zuccarello is gonna get a bigger boat for sure from Kirill Kaprizov. A bigger a, boat because Kaprizov wants to a like probably take it to go fishing himself, and B, I mean, you need a bigger boat, right? So, yeah, I could see them going back and forth like that for sure. That that's hilarious, and yeah, what an episode that was. That was so funny. <laughs> okay, back on track. Wow, this was uh up and down game, to be fair. The start of it was a snoozer. It was fucking slow paced, boring bullshit hockey, but that was from both sides, so is what it is. But uh I don't know, Isha, what are your initial thoughts here? Initial thoughts that were honestly like, yeah, it was kind of a snoozer, but it was a snoozer because the wild were like <laughs> they weren't getting shots on net, but in every way possible, they were picking apart this Arizona Coyotes team. Like the fourth liners were skating around everyone. They frustrated uh, Arizona so much that like 10 minutes into the first period, they just started hacking away and playing a little chippy and dirty because they had really didn't have an answer. They couldn't really even skate with the wild. It seemed like in the first period, despite the wild again, not being able to finish. And that's when just Arizona penalties galore began. And that, that was the storyline of the game for me that the wild and it's nothing new, but the wild have no power play. Cause could you imagine if this incredible team coaching, play? incredible coaching to be like, let's just go to the box. Could you imagine if this team had a power play right now? And again, like I'm, I, I'll throw back to like when I was watching the Vancouver Canucks back in the day in 2011, like the power play was a gift. Like the game plan when you played the Canucks was don't put them on the power play. Well, tonight, Kevin Fiala, what drew three, pe- three penalties, if I'm not mistaken. And, and the set wa- up a fucking beauty on the shorthanded attempt too. Oh yeah, my he, God. If Goudreau scored a- that, my brain is all over the wall right now. Look, Fiala had a fine game. Overall, like, throughout throughout the game, I I thought Fiala was absolutely dominant. But, yeah, just overall, if this team had a fucking power play, this team, this game would have been a wash in the second period. Honestly. So that, that, I think, just was the beginning of the end. We didn't know of that, obviously, in the first period, but that's what transpired. And it just, the Wild just kept shooting themselves in the foot, not being able to capitalize. Yeah, and then next up on the outline here, you spelled dangles, D-A-N-G-A-L-S, and I'm not going to get over that. 
I think that was an autocorrect, and then I autocorrected. There's no the chance that that no, no, no. autocorrected. It was auto, it, it autocorrected, to, corrected to dangerous, and I like tried to fix it, and I was like, you know what, fuck it. Anyways, all right, moving forward. <laughs> Everyone's got dangles on Arizona. That that was my takeaway from the first period because I was I was watching like the fourth liners on this team, just like you know Goligoski, for example, too, just like rip through some of these guys, and I was like, okay, so this is. I honestly thought by the third period the Wilders going to light this team up. But but obviously that didn't happen. Um, moving right along, though, Hartman did have an unbelievable goal from an even nicer pass from Boldy. Um, great vision, found the lane off the wall to Hartman. Hartman scored his 33rd goal of the season. So not a lack of offense by any means from the wild when they got things going. Um, but just overall, I think, yeah, that, that first period, they didn't capitalize on a lot of opportunities. Yeah, and I, I think on the flip side, right? I think there were some great saves made by Flurry. I think there's some he wants back to. A textbook Marc Andre game, dude. That 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 is Marc Andre Flurry, right? Like I don't know what him. you're talking about. He is a perfect human. He never makes mistakes. He will be in the Hall of Fame before he retires. Stop it. High ceiling, low floor, <laughs> and it it can be it can be zoned into even one hockey game where he oh, could have. It can be some... zoned into a five minute span, dude. It's insane. It's insane. So that that I mean you're gonna get that with Marc Andre. So there you yeah. go, Wild. It fan. is what it is. Get it used is what it to is. it. Get but, used uh, to it. I, I'm curious though. What do you think about this game? So three games straight for Flurry. Is this the coaching staff saying you're our guy, or is this the coaching staff saying we're giving a little break here to Cam Talbot and we'll give him one of those back to backs, and then he's jumping in for game one. Honestly, I was asked this question. I was on the World of Hockey Report earlier today, and um, Tyler asked me that this exact question. Oh, what's up, Romy? <laughs> and uh, I, I told him, I really don't know. Like, I, I don't know because you just said it. Well, like, of course it, you don't know. None of us know. No, but like, I'm I, asking I, for your I, opinion. I can't decide. I, 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 don't, I don't know how to answer it because he's doing, he's doing a good job of, uh, you know, keeping his cards, cl- you know, close here. Keeping, keeping yeah when he's when he's not busy challenging goals that he shouldn't <laughs> yeah that was annoying but no I, I really i really don't know what i personally would like to see is, is cam talbot i think reward him for the start for really being one of the reasons why the wild are here yeah he dipped you know midway through the season but i, I would say that he's bounced back He's bounced back. Sure, whether the flame behind him was Mark Andre or the young goalie at the start of the year in Kakinen, the guy's proved himself. The guy deserves it, and uh, I don't care if that dampens Flurry's wanting to come back for a season or two. Like I really, That's I really the problem don't. though. Other people I, do. Other people do. He's a goalie on the brink of retirement. Who's yes, is still a good goalie in the National Hockey League. Yarmer Yager still plays professional hockey. How do you know the Mark Andre Flurry is about to retire? Okay, Flurry wants to go play, you know, Division Two in Slovakia or Czech Republic or whatever. Sure, go. That's fine. Anyways, that, that I guess that's my stance. Is if I'm gonna if I'm gonna I, get one, I, if I'm gonna recite one here on the soda pod, it's it's Talbot. Reward him. You, you got nothing to lose. They're both your your one A one B guys right now. I want Talbot. I expect Flurry. I'm going for the for, for the exact reason you just mentioned, though, because apparently everyone's convinced that he's coming back next year. He's not your guy going to the playoffs. He's not coming back. Yeah, I mean, again, I could care less about Marc-Andre Fleury coming back to this team. Like, find find someone else if you really want 
a tandem between Talbot and him, or or you know what whatever need. need it a, won't be both of them. That's for need, sure. Need some wiggle room before Waldstack comes in. I mean, they need they need some runway. They need some time to have another goalie here who's capable of winning games, keeping this team competitive. You know, while yeah, Wallstat marinates. Anyone that thinks Wallstat's playing in the NHL Donkey. next year, you're Donkey. you're a lunatic. Don't get me wrong, I, that would be incredible. But like the reality of developing goalies, he's probably got two years before he's playing any meaningful hockey with the Wild. Yeah. Um, but like I he's not Kaprizov, he, okay? He's not putting up you know the best goalie numbers in the Wild have ever seen next year. It's not happening. I'm sorry. It's not well, happening. but it's also. Kaprizov came when he was 24. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying that because a lot of people doubted Kaprizov this year. You know, living up to that contract and no, everything. Sure. Yeah. That. I mean, I think both of us are probably <laughs> oh, guilty <yeah>. of that. <laughs> yeah. Happily, happily, uh, incorrect on. Yeah, it's, on it's a, it's a good days. problem to have. Um, yeah. but definitely need to be on record saying that if they do trade Talbot and sign Flurry and they pay him the same or more than what Talbot made, I'm going to be pretty fucking pissed. Oh, no, like if Flurry stays, they have to give him like they're going to get pay him nothing. That's just the way it's going to be. Because of the way the cap is moving forward, I think that's the Billy Garen Flurry. If that's what happens, then I'm totally in. If if they're going to give him one and a half or two mil, sure, sign me up. I just 1. don't see 8. that happening. 1.8 is what I think. 1.8 mil that that's the contract. It's a specific number. Okay, I like it. That's I don't know, it just it just came to me. That's that's what I think. That's what I'm envisioning. Um, anyways, uh, Yotes, they were playing with house money. It, it felt like second period on in, in this game. Careless again. Hacking away. With house money for the last month. <laughs> well, I know. I mean, what this was, they, they ended a 10 game losing streak against the Minnesota wild. Leave it, leave it to the wild to help out other teams in that way. Um, but it, it just felt like they really didn't care. They didn't care about getting, you know, going into the box. They didn't, you know, they, they didn't care about giving up or cheating on defense. They just, they just wanted to score and Hey, it started to work. It started to work in this game. Um, in the third period, though, we have to talk about it. Hoppy messaged me earlier. It was either yesterday or today saying that, like, if Jack McBain scores, like, the wild Twitter, wild fans, it's just going to erupt. Look what happened. Look what happened. Again, I expected worse, to be honest, point. though. I expected worse. Okay. Like, as far as the reaction from wild As far fans? as the reaction, for sure. Yeah. But like w- when it happened, were you just like, were you laughing? Were you rolling your eyes? As a Minnesota sports fan, what was your reaction? Same shit as always. Same shit, different day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, grand scheme of things, it is what it is. He didn't want to be here. We didn't want him here. Move on. Yeah, Call being being cheeky. He had a cheeky smile too, which honestly I was like, you know, fucking right. Oh, you you, in- you know that it meant something for him to score. Oh yes, hundred percent. So I guess you know. The positive in all of it is that, like, there you go. The guy, the guy got to, you know, whether Billy Garen was there looking back at him or not, he got to look up and be like, "What up?" <laughs> I just. Oh god! If if he looked up and just gave the daggers to Billy G, dude, how? Dude's not how, making it out of the state. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So again, that that happened. But then this is where I just thought, okay, this is this is the wild coming back. Um, you know, putting the putting their dagger in this game, just just ending it here, back to back goals, Eric Sinek and uh and and Felino. You know, within a, what was it like a minute of each other? I know Lapanta was still swooning over um X goal when boom, Felino scores as well. The Wild are back in this game, and I thought, okay, here we go. Because 
truly, other than capitalizing on the power plays, I thought the Wild were the far better team. I thought they were dominating pretty much everywhere except for getting the puck in the back of the net. Credit to the goaltending. And, you know, some of actually the defensive uh, breakdowns and plays for the Arizona Coyotes in this game. But, but overall, I really thought that this was like the TSN turning point for the Minnesota Wild. Um, I was wrong. I was very wrong. You? Never. <laughs> I think wild fans, though, could could all empathize with with that as well, especially, uh, you know, those live watching the game. Yeah. Sorry. We got overtime starting here. 2-2, Vegas, Dallas. Here we go. Dallas. Is, I, the I'm deal. the only person in the world that wants Vegas to win. Yeah, you are. Fuck the, the Vegas Golden Knights here. No, fuck the Colorado Avalanche. I want them to play a good team. It's time for the fan base to know what it's like to not have a team in the playoffs. And I like how it's it's not the ragtag group that are missing the playoffs. It's it's the 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 super team they put together, you know. Super team. It's the LeBron super team over there in Vegas and they're First fun, off, and that, they're missing I, the playoffs. I resent that comment and I have zero zero care in the world for Vegas. They're the LeBron the LeBron super, team, super team is the bullshit Mickey Mouse fairy tale basketball approach where one player can go to a team and say, Hey, I want you guys to come too. And the players is like, Yeah, okay, we will. This was the team making very good moves on paper, acquiring good assets. That, uh, to my knowledge, I don't think that Mark Stone and Jack Eichel had any kind of relationship prior. How do you know that? How do you know they do? I'm just saying, this is the most comparable to an NBA super team. There's nothing in the NHL that's comparable to the NBA in any capacity. The Vegas Golden Knights, but we can we can move we can move past that. Um, well, that let's move past it right when you make your <laughs> last comment. I'm in. That's how we do. That's how we do it here. <laughs> hey, SodaPod listeners, just want to give a quick word from our friends at DraftKings. They want to remind you that you can feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state or province, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play for free for thousands of dollars with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now or Daily Fantasy and use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Final, you know, final thoughts of mine on this game anyways was, again, I, I saw that when when Phil scored, <laughs> when Phil scored that empty netter, I saw the smirk on his face. I just imagined the smirk on Hoppy's face and the Arizona Coyotes. I, I, I liked so it better ahead. at the end of the second period when uh, Kessel got a last second shot off and you just saw him and Flurry going back and forth bullshit. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's such it's so funny because I love the the player and the person Mark Andre Fleury, his 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 inconsistency, much like you know Roberto Luongo's inconsistency when you know when he was there with the Vancouver Canucks, it just drove me fr- fucking mad. You know, love both of those guys. That just drove me mad. Those those French goalies, they're 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 a special breed. 
but that comes with inconsistency, I think, too. But anyways, um, the Arizona Coyotes snapped, like I said, a 10-game losing streak, uh, defeating the Wild 5-3. to three. Um, All right, so so that that sucked. But let, let's... let's Sidebar real quick. Uh, looking at one of my tweets that I posted tonight, I did not realize that someone could comment on one of my posts and have me not see it because of their, like, protection level. Like, it's my post. I can see who fucking commented. Is this like a new Elon change or is that how it well, always was? Well, I saw actually some someone could downvote today. Actually, that anything that Big Dev was commenting, I could downvote today on What's Twitter. What's that even mean? There's a little downvote arrow next to the next to the heart. If you don't like the post, you can give it kind of what? Back. Yeah. No, there, there. that's gonna get dangerous. I don't know. Twitter's testing it out right now, and it was on Big Dev, it was on 10k takes, and it was on oh, so it's only few, on some. Yeah, it was just on and a few other People maybe that's only for you too because i thought i saw some from dev and i i didn't see shit hmm. interesting now, now i gotta check this no there's yeah, no they, down vote they, it was at uh 11 between 11 a.m and 2 oh, so maybe it changed p.m pacific maybe, maybe i think i know yeah I, I think twitter's testing some shit out elon he's got the reins he's rolling with it yeah, why are Shit's people getting crazy. so bent out of shape over that dude i have no idea because it's just news it's oh, news and people okay. go crazy over any news right now you go absolutely okay. crazy over enemies. But anyways, okay. um, let, let's turn the page and let's get positive again because holy shit, have the wild uh, players, you know, hit some milestones this year. And I mean, even the outline, it's it was from it was from the other day. And I have to update it here as I get wild uh <laughs> wild hockey DB up here. But man, what a season it's been for the Minnesota Wild, just starting with them, you know, getting over the hump and getting 50 wins, only to lose to the Arizona Coyotes, but still let, let's start with that first time in franchise history, 50 wins. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like a lot of people had high hopes this year. I don't think there were many that would have confidently said 50 wins was happening. Yeah. It's, that's uh, a, I mean, homers maybe, but well, I mean, it's a hell of a milestone for any season. I mean, your, your goal is like, you know, 45 wins. Usually it's like a solid season getting to that next milestone of 50 Hell, even a little bit above it. That's like getting into President's Trophy territory, depending on you know how your how your division breaks breaks down. You're you're in that upper echelon of the league, so that's awesome. And you know the Wild deserved it. They deserved it. Their their build of their team, like we've highlighted many times on the Soda Pod, is very very unique. Without any centers, <laughs> but the centers that they got are getting the job done, and their wingers are absolutely carrying, um, with the help of you know Jonas Brodine on the back end, Jared Spurgeon still being the absolute beauties that they are. Yeah, and then the real fun part that definitely won't get people riled up is we get just fucking bent over a barrel and have to play St. Louis in the first round. Where the seeding falls, we have yet to know. But if we were doing this the way it should be done, seeding one through eight in the Western Conference, we'd probably be playing a Drew Doughty-less LA Kings. So let that sink in. Like, what a fucking difference that makes. And now, like... I don't know. My, my hot take that maybe people won't like while losing in the first round, I'm not going to flinch. Like if it happens, I'm not going to be like mad and say it's a failed year because like, I'm sorry, you've got two juggernauts going head to head. One of them has to lose. Yeah. And I think for either team to blow it up or make aggressive changes based on that, obviously barring how it happens, right? Like one team sweeping the other or something, that's a different story, but to, to, just limit it to the the scope of oh first round exit i don't think that applies the same way i thought it would a month ago 
Yeah, and you again, I'm in the camp of with the St. Louis Blues. They're one of the and it was highlighted to me recently too. And you know, going back and now looking at how well their players have done and the you know, stats that are coming out left, right, and center on you know Robert Thomas and some of their other young guys, like they are the real deal. They're they're a Stanley Cup threat, they're a Western Conference threat, and you can't fault the wild if they fall to them in the first round. Now the expectation is to go far in the playoffs. I get it. This was worst case Ontario for, uh, for both of these teams and, and the St. Louis, if this was a St. Louis blues podcast, we'd be saying the same thing about the wild. This is the worst matchup that we probably could have gotten, um, you know, going into the Stanley cup playoffs. So respect oh, to both sure. end and uh, excited. To, I, I mean, I obviously I hope for the sake of this podcast and just as a fan of this team. Now I hope that they, get past St. Louis blues and really start to, you know, to make a name for themselves when, when the playoffs open up, because who knows? I mean, the Avs are probably going to stomp on whoever they face in the first round, but, but it's, it's just going to be interesting to see, okay, what's, what's the status of that team going into the second round? How many guys are injured? You know, That's did they the get, key, did they yep. get, did they get, you know, shocked on the big stage? Cause some do, some do, even those who've been there before. Shoot, the expectations were very, very high for us this year, and we barely squeaked out of that round. Uh, I don't know. It, I, it, it's a whole different playing field once the playoffs starts. It's a new season. So really, really yeah. excited uh, to see how that plays out. And if you folks listen to the uh, the podcast episode that comes out uh, next, um, either on or on Thursday, rather, you'll, you'll hear us talk a little bit more about just the playoff picture and the divisions themselves. But let's get to just more milestones in the Minnesota Wild market, Kevin Fiala, 84 points. He surpasses Marion Gabrick. So now Minnesota Wild have two players who have uh, surpassed their highest point player in single season history. Again, unbelievable stuff. Yep, and there would have been a third if not for the injury to Matt Zuccarello. And uh, just real quick, have to throw in there because you transitioned, but I think if they come through unscathed, winner of St. Louis, Minnesota beats Colorado. Not can beat. I think they beat. No, I I agree. I agree with that. And then it stops at Calgary. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. I I think I think it's Calgary's conference for the taking. I think it's Calgary's cup to lose this year. Let's I don't go. Agree. I think Let's there's, go. I think there's a lot of teams that could be bad matchups for them in the East. I think I think it definitely comes down to who they face. You know, they say can't beat the best, can't beat the West. Yeah, because that's never happened. Um, Kirill Kaprizov goes without saying. What an hasn't absolute... the West only won the Stanley Cup once in the last like seven years? Hasn't uh, <laughs> hasn't Kirill Kaprizov really surprised us this year, Hoppy? I mean, oh my god, I thought if this guy would have put up between between seventy five points and eighty five points, that success, you're worth your contract. You're probably scoring some goals in that. You're probably putting up like equal assists. In no realm did I think he was going to put up 45 freaking goals and get 100 points. 105 points, no less. He's on a tear every game. Every game, the, the silent Russian killer is just dominating the National Hockey League. And he's not getting the love and, and you know, pub from the league yet as, as, a, as a superstar, you know, much, much like Ovechkin did when he was pumped into the NHL. Yeah, and I would even argue much like the the debate we've had with Fiala and Boldy, right? Like, who is the one that drives that relationship? Like, 
does Boldy make Fiala? Does Fiala make Boldy? Is it really just a, a balance? I think the more impressive thing with Kaprizov is that he turned fucking Hartman into a 30-goal scorer. 34 goals. 34 goals. And counting. Insane. That's, Insane. Uh, like, that's just wild to me. And, like, everyone's like, oh, he's, like, Hartman is, like, a top five goal scorer, mm. like, single season in the history. Like, yeah, how many of those people got to play with Zuccarello and Caprizov? Exactly. And that, that's exactly. no slight to Hartman. Like, he is playing really well, but I'm sorry, you put him on another line. It's not happening. It's not <laughs> Ryan Hartman was a player who accepted that he was going to be a fourth line player and just worked on those parts of the game. Cause you know, the, the guy was a first round pick in the national hockey league draft. Like there's some skill there to be picked that high. I don't care what position you play. He knew what he was. He didn't even see this on his radar being, being put in this position and having chemistry with these two guys and being able to play alongside them because I mean, look, I could throw a lot of examples out there. Very, you know, everyone knows here on the Soda Pod, follow the Canucks, live live on the West Coast. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex Burroughs would not be the player that he was without playing with the Cities. It's just the it's the way it is. He's a talented player to be able to be that one where a lot of a lot of other players couldn't. But it's just one of those things where <laughs> I don't even think he saw this on his radar in in Ryan Hartman. And uh, I mean, God bless Erickson Eck too. He's the he's the best third line center in the National Hockey League. <laughs> uh, he again, he really is. He's I an mean, elite third line I'd, center. I'd, I'd in have the to National I'd have to League. think I'd have to really dive in to make sure that he's like the best. But he is what you want in a third line center. Like it, it doesn't really get better, right? Fifty points, so sound two way, and I believe I don't have his analytics in front of me, but I believe he's an analytics darling as well. In in the categories that count, anyways, none of that like deep dive shit because. Who cares? Who cares about that deep dive shit? <laughs> um, you you said it, Zuccarello out with a lower body injury. Uh, we saw him practice. Dean Evison said that you know this is just that time of year. We're not gonna risk aggravating anything going into the playoffs. We need our what does he have right now? 70, 79 point player. So maybe chimes in one of the last two games. I highly doubt it, and that's okay. It's not about the the individual stats. No, at this point, get into the postseason healthy. Fresh. Which um, do we do we know where I'm pretty sure Spurgeon, like all I've heard is that he's doing better than they thought, but we still don't know when he's coming back. Yeah, I that's what I've heard as well. And you know, no no really update on Dumba either that he's a few weeks out. Hmm. So it is what it is. It's gonna be I mean, with or without those guys, the St. Louis Blues series is gonna be tough. And you know, thank God for Delorier. By the way, shout out to Spoke Z. I don't know if anyone's listened to um to Judd's Buds this week, but uh, he messaged me. <laughs> he messaged me. He's like, "Oh man, this one's gonna be rough." I got a bunch of meh questions, and I was like, "What do you mean meh?" He's like, "Oh, they just weren't like hockey questions." Honestly, the best, the best fucking episode yet. The best episode yet. He goes off the rails, and um and yeah, I know that was kind of out of nowhere, but before we transitioned into a new segment here, just wanted to give a shout out to that. Just, just go listen to it. There's, there's hockey strands, you know, he brings up Eck, he brings up Ross, he brings up the young guns. He brings up Delorier. He compares himself to Delorier fighting a wild. We'll say that. So listen to spoke Z, listen to, to Judd's buds. Um, Seven shots thus far in the shootout. No goals, no goals. Oh my God. Well, shout out to the, THPN uh, YouTube channel. I'm sure they're just banking on this right now, which 
is amazing. Um, okay, we're introducing a new uh, little segment here on the show, Hoppy. Uh, the first ever edition of Florida Man in tribute in honor of our boy. Well, you you take you take the reins. You take the honor. I don't know how we're supposed to introduce this. I just <laughs> yeah, Brandon Duhame. Um, ultimately, there's just been a couple of posts recently where someone refers to him as Florida Man, and immediately I'm like. Yeah, there's some really good Florida man stories that like could absolutely be him. So the, the purpose here is not necessarily to come up with the most outrageous Florida man stories, but coming up with one that, I don't know, you can almost picture happening to him, right? <laughs> and the, the first one, because Isha apparently is way more entrenched with Florida man stories. I've only seen a handful, but uh, so he'll, he'll probably be coming up with a lot of them in the future unless some of you beauties decide to shoot us a DM, comment, whatever, and give us some good suggestions for hey. different Florida man stories. Which it's to all those from... of you, I, I should back up. To those of you who aren't familiar, Florida man stories are, are literally just crazy fucking stories that happen down in Florida, and they always just lead the caption for the story with, Florida man does something, right? And it's just become such a funny thing that like Florida man has now taken on like a personality and a persona of its own, even though it's always a different person. Um, yeah. And shout out to dumb people town. That's the podcast that, uh, that really highlights the Florida man. So shout out to Brandon Duhame, the man, the myth, the legend. Now I know why his wires cross all the time. He's a Florida man. There you go. So uh, the first one that we'll be doing here Florida man attacked during selfie with squirrel. Uh, the pictures are great on the, the, the Twitter post, um, but ultimately never trust a squirrel. Um, no. Ultimately, this young man attempting to pose for a photo with a squirrel down in Tampa ended up going viral. Uh, in the first photo, he's going up to the guy, you know, Seemed like the squirrel was happy to oblige, didn't have an issue. <laughs> and uh, then in quotes, I approached it making a clicking noise with my tongue, phone drawn. When I got close enough, the squirrel actually tried grabbing my phone. I shook it off, then snapped this photo. And then oh, the man. animal went fucking batshit. Like the picture is him, like kind of like yeah, the whole thing where you're like your back clenches up and he's just running down a, a wood <laughs> Uh, a wood bridge and then in quotes next thing i knew the squirrel was on my shoulder then under my shirt and oh, then hanging man. off my back um <laughs> the second photo was snapped by the photographer's mother moments before she reportedly collapsed in laughter <laughs> oh i don't know that just seems like something i can picture like off season right Oh, he yeah. was going out in the woods. He's out there with like Dumba or someone and Dumba's sitting there taking pictures of him with the squirrel, just fucking getting ravaged, laughing his ass off. Oh, I yeah. don't know. That, that, no, that one just resonated for some reason. I don't that know. one. That one's so good. And, I mean, it, and full transparency, folks, if you're not familiar with Florida, man, this is like an extremely tame Florida man story. Extremely oh yeah. I was going to, I was going to say in like, I, I was half expecting hit, <laughs> you know, his mom to like whip out a gun and try to shoot the squirrel miss hit him in the shoulder. <laughs> now we have a whole thing going You're like that. You know, that is Florida man though. That that's where these stories would go usually. So anyway, so um, Florida man sues mother slash cousin. Dude, if that was literally a story in a news like article, dumb people town would have already been on it. Cause that's yeah. what they do. They take the, 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 
the people in the dumbest the dumbest people in the dumbest towns and they take you for a ride and they they go by the headlines of the news articles so um i missed what happened but vegas looks sad so i'm guessing they lost in the yes shutout. yes yes let's go baby bye-bye vegas bye-bye vegas fans in the playoffs that makes me happy that makes me happy uh, again i'm not upset at all about them missing the playoffs i just really liked that that possibility of them playing Colorado in the first round. And that would literally just be that that's almost a shittier hand for Colorado than what we got with St. Louis, like getting the one seed and having to play Vegas if they got healthy, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, no. Leonard's on his seventh surgery in the past week. So he's out. What a crazy, that, that's a clusterfuck dude. Apparently like there's, there's some problems behind the scenes over there. Yeah. It's, it seems wherever Leonard goes, there's some problems behind the scenes. But anyways, um, let's I end this. Agree. Let's end this podcast talking about some beer. Uh, let's get into the top four flight board now. Hoppy, what is the top four flight or the top four the top four flight board? And I mean that's we'll just call it a flight or a flight board uh, moving forward. But typically, if you go to a brewery, and there's definitely some uh, some exceptions, but usually if you get a flight of beer. You're getting four sample tasters to kind of get a little bit of a, a diversified flavor, right? Like, don't want to just try one thing, but also don't want to get fucking slaughtered before getting in the car. So we're kind of using this to replace a famous uh, structure out in South Dakota that ha- represents presidents that a lot of people will use for just representing their top four in something, right? So we're, we're going to be moving forward this summer with a lot of different uh, flight board drafts. But uh, for this one, I just thought it would be an easy way to, for you to kind of pick your top four, no particular order here, your top four breweries that we stopped at for any number of reasons, all up to the eye of the beholder. Isha, let's hear it. What were your top four stops while right. in town? Um, it, it, this was tough. It was tough because it was like everyone, everyone was like either in a in a, they they were either like a B plus or or above. So, you know, so so it's hard to it's hard to rate great you know a bunch of greatness, right? But uh, I I I picked four and I have some notes on why. We'll start with none other than Udapils. I mean, for the beer, I I personally just loved the styles of beer. Easy drinking. I can sit. You know, we've talked about this in the last. We've talked about this on the last few podcasts as well. Easy drinking that you can just sit there and and try a few and and, and not get too buzzed. Um, the people there and Dan, his staff, and just the whole vibe are awesome. They do a lot of events, which is really cool. And the tap room is absolutely beautiful, along with the whole facility. So just a plus all around for Uda Pills. Um, number two, uh, back channel for and and and. For so many reasons, uh, the in this case, the people, um, you know, their content as far as just their their can art, their their branding, their 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 awesome videos and how they market themselves, and um, and their tap room, it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, again, the, the beer is obviously up there since it's even on this list and since we're friends with them, but that those are what make them an A plus uh, in my mind. Your, your uh, new camera view here is incredible because I can just see your like giddy fidgety legs just like shaking. This oh, whole yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get, getting right into it. Um, next is uh, Bent Paddle. 
I mean, and again, the key points for for this being in my top four is incredible tap room. Um, they also have like two spots for live music, so that's really is up there. Um, they they hold a lot of events, both music events, beer related events, fucking beer and yoga events, and the people. Again, the people are a huge factor, and and in most in most breweries, people are passionate. They're they're good. Some. Some like to stay, you know, off camera behind the scenes are a little bit more reserved and, you know, for lack of a better term. And, you know, this is a compliment, a little nerdy about it. Whereas some, though they all are those things as well, are just so welcoming and just our type of people. Very, very easy to get along with and then bent paddles. I mean, um, it, everybody there was was just that. And finally, uh, uh, we, we got we got a note. Go check out their new website. Only reason that oh, Colin wasn't yes. able to jump on with us for uh, the stuff we banked that he shall probably post in three months here. Not three months. It's going to come in a, in a few weeks. I got to know which one uh, we want to post first there. But uh, that that's the hard decision. I, I'm like, I'm sorting all this content now. And I'm like, where, where do I start? <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a list. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, And, and the finally, and, and this one maybe is, a, is controversial because we didn't spend a lot of time there. And I'm really excited to spend more time there when I come back. But bad weather. I mean, it's close to the XL Energy Center, so that that's a win. The tap room is amazing, and I didn't even get to to like bring my camera around, do the whole tour. But I just the arc, from the arcade games to the board games to art, how just kind of spread out open it is, concept. how cool the patio is, open freaking concept of the brewery, like everything's just right there. Um, from their logo engraved into the the fucking stone and granite into their on, on their on their bar, um, it's it, it's just beautiful. It's just absolutely beautiful, and their beer is so good. Those are one of those where, like, I knew going in that their beer was good because Hoppy had sent me some before and I've tried some uh, bad weather beer before, but everything I had on the flight was excellent. Um, you know, very comparable to, to Barrel Theory in, in the beer that everything I tried, even the styles that weren't necessarily for me, were excellent. Now, I will say with bad weather, I, I went and tried all, everything that i like so it was just like <laughs> it was a grade but uh but there you go and and finally i had to do you know a quote-unquote free pour an honorable mention to lupulin uh the facility a plus the people a plus 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 location <laughs> d which is uh which <laughs> they, is know. they know that <laughs> <laughs> Pro probably the only challenge that they really like come up against in comparison to other breweries right just not the the greatest location but if you do make it out there really really cool spot and cool setup that they have yeah. no doubt um but yeah they they like joke with me they're always like yeah you can just come up here i'm like probably not this time no <laughs> <laughs> and just come up there but but uh, you know i will it's worth the visit we'll say that oh, much for sure it's just not an every weekend type of thing which is why the events they hold are so coveted to go to trust me you know, whether it's big beer week, whether it's concerts that they have, you know. Yeah, we'll be um, highlighting a couple here coming up in the next few weeks. So well, they have tuned. like whole learning seminars and sessions and stuff like that. So it's it's truly an incredible spot, which is why, again, it made the free pour slash honorable mention on our uh, on top four list. The flight board this week. There you go. Well, that about does it for today. I think this post game episode, uh, we talked a little more about Minnesota wild beer. I mean, anything else you want to, uh, you know, bring, bring to the board, bring to the table here, Hoppy, before we wrap things up. That's yeah, kind of a random thought, I guess. Are coyotes players going to be like way more dangerous on the road next year because they're way more excited to play in like a big rink. 
I don't know, a little birdie told us that they're not uh that they're not gonna be playing in that rink. So yeah, but until that comes to fruition, we gotta act like it is. So I'm I'm quite the opposite. I'm just, I'm already checked out. I'm already acting like it's not. They're they're we know where they're going, and I'm excited. If they if they get rid of the Kachina, I will never. No, no, they're just. Never. I just think like, I think they're gonna be the Houston Coyotes. Like they're gonna just buy it straight up, and they're gonna everything. Like that doesn't strike me as a Houston thing. But I think they will, and I think it fits. And when you have a logo, why does it fit? It just rolls off the tongue, Houston Coyotes. I'm sure. Yeah, we're we're gonna, we're gonna have two professional teams sharing the same uh, facility. We have the Coyotes and the Rockets. Who cares about that? That doesn't makes no difference. Okay, so what what about Coyote fits in with Houston? Uh, this is probably Coyotes in Texas. <laughs> you're buying the Kachina state, buddy. You're, you're buying the state. you're buying the Kachina jersey. Okay, that's what you're doing. So the name comes with it. Let's let's just yeah, there. There's my anyways. Um, <laughs> great random closing thought on episode uh, two sixty of the Soda Club. Signing off, I'm Isha Dromi, alongside the state of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good, man? We good. Don't fear, just drink some beer, and stay wild.